You are now listening to the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. Here is your host, Blaine Spencer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. This week, we have another guest, returning guest. I've got my friend Marcus from Goat Talk. He is going to be helping us out today. We're going to be primarily talking NBA. But I, do, I did throw in an interesting question that we're going to talk about. Which postseason sport is, the mo- is his favorite to follow and watch? Marcus is, has been playing with the Zoom filters all day long since we started. And he's got his nice little goatee going. And if you guys are watching on YouTube right now, yes, I do look like the Gerber baby. We're going to get that out of the way right now. The goatee is gone. Marcus is yep, using yep, yep. A- Marcus is using a filter to fulfill my void of my baby assassin look. So, Marcus, how are we doing? What's going on? (laughs) I know it's pretty obvious that this is a filter. I feel like, though, we should have just let it live and not mention the filter. Nah, nah, man. If I have to go baby-faced, I am letting the people know that you have a filter on it actually lo- it looks clean though it looks clean but it's- i mean this could probably be the look in a couple years you know <laughs> got the you know kind of connect all up in there yeah this could be the look in the next while i am the girl baby couple. 25 yeah. years in the future so yes sir yes sir just give it give it about 18 24 months i'll have i'll have this for real it'll be the thing right mm-hmm. but how are you doing my man how's everything going i'm doing good um I got to bully Justin Marvel earlier this week. Show comes out about that tomorrow. Felt fantastic. I was on that show. Second. It was so much yeah, fun. I enjoyed every second of, of bullying Justin Marvel. Um, great show. You should check it out. And if you don't check it out, then you suck. I, there's really no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, cool people will watch. And if you're not, you're not cool, then don't watch it. That's all. Without question. And if you want to see the first day as this was it was recorded a couple days ago you'll see marcus's reaction to the babyface assassin look yeah it is it is not he he was very disappointed in me let's just say that yep 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 yep. (laughs) but marcus let's jump right in here let's try to get on track i know as we will probably be talking about jumping back and forth between sports and facial hair today it sounds like on this show um, but what was your biggest takeaway from the conference semifinals? What just what you can give me one or two takeaways that you were that really drew you into what has happened this past week in the NBA? That my podcasting jersey needs to be put into the Hall of Fame because I here I we go it. the self the self high didn't I <clears throat> didn't I <clears throat> at the time Blaine and I weren't associates but. 11 months ago, after the Bucks and the finals wrapped, Bucks wrapped up the finals, I said quite boldly uh, that the Milwaukee Bucks, neither the Milwaukee Bucks nor the Phoenix Suns would be making it back to the NBA finals. And then here we go this past Sunday. Not only did they both lose game seven, they got spanked in game seven. So I feel that my number, uh, 26, by the way, should be retired across the league all 32 teams should retire my number milwaukee chicago philadelphia miami boston phoenix dallas golden state sacramento both la teams uh denver memphis washington of course because that's where i'm from from uh who else we got out there uh 
New Orleans, New Orleans, Portland, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte. Yeah, all those teams retire my jersey in the rafters because I deserve it. Because I told Justin Marvel, I told Steezy A. Smith, I told Neil Hoyt, I told anybody who would listen to me that the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns would not repeat as Eastern and Western Conference champions this season and punch their tickets back to the NBA Finals. And look, I get it. I'm young, okay, right? Turn eight, turn 19 next week, okay? People, people. Happy early you. birthday. Thank Happy thank early you. I pre- birthday. I appreciate that. People, people, people take me as a joke, and rightfully so. I've got a Zoom mustache on my face, but still, point remains that I know what I'm talking about, and people need to listen to me when I speak. And when I said that they weren't going to be here, and now they're not here, I'm clairvoyant. I can see the future. So I need all 30 teams to retire my jersey. That needs to be an executive order put into motion by the great commissioner, the best commissioner in sports, Adam Silver. He needs to make that happen. I don't, I don't know They want to change think, trophies I, I and all this other stuff. No one cares about that. We need Dwayne Marcus's jersey, number 26, write it down, retired in all 30 arenas across the league. And it needs to happen today. I need to be at jersey retirement ceremonies across the league for the next couple of days I don't even care if you're not even in the playoffs. Just open the arena just to have my jersey retired and do a whole ceremony because I deserve it. I've earned the right. I have prognosticated this since the since 11 months ago. And in a couple weeks when the Warriors make it to and eventually win the NBA Finals, I'm going to definitely need my jersey retired because I called that three weeks before the season started. I deserve my jersey retired. And if I don't get my jersey retired across the NBA, I'm going to riot. I'm going to riot. I'm going to boycott the NBA. I don't I don't understand why you yeah. didn't call in to Malika Andrews last night as she had Adam Silver. I don't understand why you didn't call her. And you just I got called that. her, but she didn't answer. Um, she shot me a text back and told me that she was busy. I, it's, it's Malika Andrews, you know. I mean, I mean, that was your shot. With the lottery last night, I thought you were going to be yeah. able to call in. I didn't want to inter- I didn't want to interrupt the lottery. I wanted to. I deserve my own moment. Um, I'm not sharing spotlight with anything or anyone. I deserve my jersey retired, and if it doesn't happen, we will ride it. I mean, that's um, fair because what it's you, you or the Orlando Magic with the number one pick. I think you outweigh the Orlando. Oh, absolutely, Magic. come on. Let's be serious. No one cares about the Orlando Magic. Not even people in Orlando care about the, the Orlando <laughs> Magic. Don't even care about the Orlando Magic. They, they care about Disney 30, World. It's all about. They Disney have thirty-seven percent of the guards in the league on their roster. They no one cares about the Orlando Magic, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. But my major takeaway, other than Marcus absolutely hyping himself up, because. We were supposed to have our good friend Justin Marvel on the show today. He's ducking that smoke. And Justin, if you're listening to this, family, he has family stuff tonight. He is very apologetic. I don't want to hear any of that baloney. I don't want to hear any of that baloney. For my narrative, you better, you he's better, once you again ducking the Ms. smoke. You better be bringing that up to Mrs. Marvel then when she oh, complains. Mrs. Mar- Mrs. Marvel is a wonderful woman, and I would never say anything disrespectful to or about <laughs> Mrs. Marvel. I will, however, direct all my shade and all my disrespect to Justin Marvel. Justin Marvel is once again ducking the smoke. And Justin, if you're listening to this, I can't wait to see you on Monday. It's going to be on. And Justin, Marcus and I have already agreed that whichever one of us gets the link into the into the feed, that yeah. we are sharing it to each other to make sure that we are both. Hundred percent. One thousand percent. Hundred percent. 
100%. But I actually want to take a spin on this. Yeah. That even though you, we all know, diehard Warriors fan, and as mm-hmm. a actual sports podcaster, I actually had the, the Warriors winning the NBA championship, not as a from a fan standpoint, from a realistic standpoint from what they're bringing in. But what I've actually learned was that the Milwaukee Bucks would have won the championship this year if Chris Middleton was healthy. That is my major takeaway. From no, I'm going to push back that. on that. I'm going to push back That's on fine. that heavy. Push back all you want because I I'm think they, get, they go through Boston. You know they beat Boston if Middleton's on the court. At don't all. Know that. At all. I don't know that. I don't know that. Don't know that? Oh, my goodness. I don't goodness. know that. They and the reason – And the reason – And the reason – offense was so bad that even if they just had a glimpse – of him on the, the reason court. why I don't know that better. is, and the reason why I'm not going to acknowledge that is because oh, of the simple fact that the Celtics swept the Brooklyn Nets. So when the Celtics hold on, when the Celtics swept that team the Brooklyn doesn't know Nets, how to play together whatsoever. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When the Celtics oh. swept the Brooklyn Nets, the Bucks were still playing basketball. More specifically, Chris Middleton was still playing basketball. I had already had the Bucks going to the second round anyway, and. Yeah. If you check the tape, I said that the Celtics were the Bucks were ducking the Celtics. The Bucks did not want to see the Celtics in the first round because they knew that the Celtics would take them to seven and get the job done. The Celtics would have won this series with or without Chris Middleton, in my personal opinion. Do I think the Bucks would have played better basketball, especially down the stretch in games five, six, and seven? One hundred percent. But the Celtics, with the way that they play defense, would have absolutely still been going to the Eastern Conference Finals this season even if Chris Middleton played I think Chris Middleton is fantastic Chris Middleton is the reason why they are champions today 100% right he's their closer he made big shots and big moments down the stretch in the in those games in the finals you can't take anything away from him but I don't know for certain with the way that Jason Tatum has played averaging 28 almost 30 points a game with the way that Jalen Brown has been playing even with the way that other guys like Marcus Smart and Al Horford have played throughout the course of this postseason I don't know if Chris Middleton being on the Bucks just automatically locks them in. Do I think they would get the job done? Probably. Sure, you have to give them that because you do have the best player in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo that you and Justin everyone else tells me is the best player in the world, although he didn't play like the best player in the world in Game 7. That's for sure. He did not play like the best player in the world in Game 7, but take nothing away from me. He did play like the best player in the world throughout the course of the series, so I'll give him that. But I don't know definitively if Chris Middleton's presence alone would have been enough because is Chris Middleton going to stop Jason Tatum? Was he going to stop Jalen Brown? I don't know. He's going to he'd probably be guarding Marcus Smart. Yeah, who cares? That's my, all that's I my know point. is that all that's I know point. is that you're buggy. I get it. You got off of work to come on my show. You're probably subscribed. You are dead serious. I am. Oh my lord! It's not even a debate. Are you kidding me? If the, look look at how badly the Bucks played in the second half in in especially six and seven right especially six and seven if you especially in game six in milwaukee there is no way it leaves milwaukee if middleton is even a portion of himself on the court and i think you are number one you're highly underrating boston's defense in the playoffs I, i'm not there and two the best you're highly overrating 
Chris Middleton's ability specifically on the defensive side of the ball because he wasn't going to stop Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. He wasn't going to so be even guarding if Chris them. Middleton is exactly that's my point. So even if he would have been there, Jason Tatum still would have got his. Jalen Brown still would have got his. Al Horford still would have made Giannis Antetokounmpo look like Dookie in Game Six and Seven, just like he did in real time. I'm not saying it would have been a wash. I still think it would have gone to seven games, but I still think Boston would have won. I agree to disagree. That's fair. That's fine. You're just mad because I have more facial hair than you, even without the filter. And that's okay. That's okay. Oh, I mean, we talked about this on your show. I, I have never been more distraught in my entire life. I bet. I got hair all down here on my neck and things. Because, because of I'm really how black, I look right now. It's all down there. I could pass as a 15-year-old boy. That's unacceptable. We're just, that's unacceptable. I, I, mean, you, it, yeah. I went, I, so like, I went out last night and the bartender almost did not buy my ID because that's how long young I look. That's not good. I, I don't know. I, that's that's I, not good. I, I, I wanted to, I actually was so, just, I, I'm emotionally in a bad place. Yeah, I, I bet you should be. I mean, that's unacceptable. Completely. So I'm hoping that I can get at least like the aftershave kind of look for, by Friday. So like, I it's can not kinda, happening, buddy. I don't think it's gonna happen, dude. I don't think so. I don't don't do me like that. Come on now. Oh yeah, play with your fake, play with your fake thing. Honestly, like if I put on the same zoom filter right now, honestly, it'd probably be look. It would look better than the goatee that I actually had. So I can't. That's even, true. It probably I, would. Probably would. Can't even argue in that regard. But all right, let's uh, let's switch gears before we talk about the conference finals. Marcus, this was a question that I have kind of been jumping back and forth with this week. This was something I wanted to pose to you and Justin. Unfortunately, Justin is not here. But what is for you the favorite sport to watch in the postseason and why? Hockey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just it so is much not, more and exciting. it's not even I don't think it's close. And it's not even because of the it's not because of the hockey, it's because of the fighting. <laughs> Playoff fights are just so much better, dude. They're just so much better. You know what I mean? Like, okay, if you want to talk about moments in a in a playoff series, I I I'd inc- I'd be inclined to go baseball because Oh my bases god! Lo- it's so just, hard to get me through three hours. It is. Of baseball. It is. But like bases loaded, full count, grand slam, game seven to walk off and move on to the next round to win a championship. That I think trumps a walk off touchdown or a game winning three or 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 a shootout in hockey. I think just because of how difficult it is to do that, the odds of you getting that moment in baseball. But there, you you can't fight in any other sport in the playoffs um and playoff hockey fights are so much better they it, it's they, they 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 there's just so much more vitriolic anger in those hockey fights in the playoffs than there are in the regular season i, I mean and also just because of how it's constructed it's not often that you're going to see a blowout in hockey you know what i mean like you, you can see game a, sevens there were Five game sevens in the first round. And every single game seven, there was a chance for both teams in the third period. And two of those 
get two out of the five went to overtime. Like you can't, you can't beat that. This is a different level of intensity in playoff. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I am one that does not watch regular season baseball that much or regular season hockey. But when it comes to the playoffs, playoff hockey is just different. There's a different level of intensity. There's a different level of physicality. Like you said, with the fighting, it is just different and you can see it. And the fans, they're right on top of you. It's not like it's like a massive arena where it's like a a hundred thousand to like 50, 50,000 to a hundred thousand people. Like it's a condensed space. And that when they're hitting on the boards on a home game, game seven, like I watched both of those game sevens. Cause like the NBA game sevens were both total duds, but like those two overtime games between Calgary and Dallas. And I think it was Pittsburgh, New York, right? It was just different and you can see it. And it's just like, I, and people be- push back on this, like, hockey. Like, what do you mean? Like, actually go watch it. Yeah. Yeah, hockey. Yeah, it's all – there is something going on the entire game. Yes, it's going to be very low scoring. It's not going to be like a 7-5 to five game. Those are very rare. But it's – the game is very fluid. You can't take your eyes off it because as soon as you turn, you miss something. It's not like – in football or the NBA, they, they will go back to it. Replay is very minimal. Like, you have to be in the moment to watch the sport. You got to be present. I don't know. I think – I don't think it's very – honestly, I don't think it's close. Yeah, and because it's not – there's no replay, you you enjoy the moments more. Like, a poster's exactly. cool, but you see, you see it ten times in five minutes. It kind of takes away the awe. You, you – you, like that Dallas 49ers fun. play that they wa- they played over for 40 flipping times because Dak Prescott yeah, ran out of time. Who cares? Yeah, well, also, Dak Prescott's an idiot. The, the Dallas Cowboys as a whole are an idiot. Not Dak Prescott. I love Dak, but the Cowboys just suck. I can't wait to talk about the Cowboys in the offseason. I've got so much stuff. They, they, they suck. I, when I had Dean Blandino on a couple weeks ago, he broke that play down, and I had never been more enlightened. Than I actually had in that moment. Just the Kansas City Chiefs scored a touchdown in 13 seconds. The Dallas Cowboys ran one play in 14 seconds. That, that that's unacceptable. I, I mean, that's that is Dallas Cowboy football at its finest. The Dallas Cowboys are a dumpster football team. Just... As a, and you're a Washington native, and I'm a Washington fan. Mm-mm. You're not going to associate me with the Washington Commanders. We won't do that. Oh yeah, we are we right now in this right moment. I am so glad that you made that <laughs> Dallas statement. <laughs> I have no affiliation with the Washington Commanders whatsoever because they are just as bad, if not. Oh, worse. don't be I like mean, that! Come on. Aren't they? I am not going to confirm or deny that statement because the you Washington know Commanders. You're going to get me emotional when you do your Washington Commanders show. The Washington Commanders would be lucky to win more than six games this season. I know. Lucky. They'll be picking in the top 10 next season. That's that's easy. What do you mean? We're winning 11 games because nobody wins the NFC East two years in a row. (sighs) The Eagles are going to win the division with 12 games. The Cowboys will have 10. The Giants could win more games than the Washington Commanders. Oh, don't you serious. dare say that right now. Be serious, dude. 
Let's oh be serious. Oh my god. You're gonna put your faith in Danny Dimes. I'm gonna put my faith in Saquon Barkley. I'm gonna put my faith in Brian Dable. I'm gonna put my faith in Kayvon Tibbet. I'm gonna put my faith in Evan Neal. No, 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 no. We are gonna be better than the Giants. Okay. Dable I mean, that's got a little bit of weight. That doesn't mean anything. The Giants are terrible. Uh, I and I understand that, but I am not gonna be go down because I went to school in New Jersey, about 15 minutes from. Met life. I will not fall down to that. We are going to be worse than the Jets or the Giants. There's no way. I will have not the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Lions either matching or six or exceeding whatever Washington's win total is this season. Oh my God. All right. I can't. I Thank can't. You. I'm not going to talk to you about this anymore. My, That's fine. You'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. You'll have no choice. I, I know because I'm going to okay. be on. I got to be on for the Falcon show too. So it's going to be even probably even sooner than that. All right, Marcus. Let's talk game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami 118, Boston 107. And it felt like Boston was pretty dominant in that first half. And then I don't know what Eric Spolster said at halftime, but he lit a fire under the Miami Heat. I don't think so. I think we're giving too much credit to Eric. I love Eric, though. What? No, we're giving too much credit to Eric. He's the top 15 coach of all time. He is. I didn't say he wasn't, dude. I just don't think he said anything. Well, what do you? What, all right. So you you give me your analysis. What what happened just, in game one? What happened? The Heat just woke up. I mean, it just woke up. I mean, I, it was too good to be true. The Celtics weren't going to win game one in Miami with Miami having all that rest prior to game one. Celtics just having played on Sunday. Now they're going to no go Horford, from Boston no to smart. go in the world. There's no Horford. There's no smart. It was nice to see them jump out to that lead. They'll win game two. Um, they weren't going to win game one, though. I, I think them winning game one would have been best case scenario. Um, they'll win game two, though, because they would have now had some time to settle in. Horford and Smart will probably be there. Um, I have said all season that Jimmy Butler's not a superstar. He doesn't care that he's not a superstar. He's a very, very high-tier star. He's not a superstar, though. Um, they lack superstar talent. I think they were missing the offensive firepower of Al Horford. Obviously, they were missing the defensive presence of Marcus Smart. Obviously, Bam Adebayo had himself a day defensively. I mean, I don't know how many blocks he had, but it felt like he had thirty. He didn't have thirty. They, obviously, both, it just the felt team like had he did. ten combined. Um, yeah, they 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 were playing really good defense. This is the best the best home basketball team in in the NBA. But I mean, this game was just like game one against the Sixers. Like the Sixers got out to an early lead, and then they just fell apart in the second half. The same thing happened here. That the Heat are going to be not the Heat. The Celtics will be fine. They'll win game two. They go back to Boston, and then. We'll have ourselves a series. Well, then what? All right. So what do, does Boston have to do anything or do they just need smart yeah. and Horford? Back? They just need smart and our Horford back. I mean, you you it's hard enough to win a playoff game without without your best player. Um, it's even harder to win it without two of your best players. I mean, they were missing two of the four guys that they really rely on, especially offensively um, in a playoff series against the best. I don't think they're the best team, but on paper the best team in the east um and the best remaining team in the nba on paper as far as record as far as how they did in the regular season so i'm not shocked uh jalen brown did his thing jason tatum did his thing could they have been more efficient sure but i mean like i said bam and and jimmy and those guys were just having their they were just having their way defensively um jimmy was fine, in a di- jimmy was in a different zone last night that is true i, I still have the celtics winning in six or seven um, i agree i'd still have boston in six that they'll still game two and then they'll and then they'll still home court advantage with it. 
Um, and I think that's going to play to their favor. I don't know if the Heat can win a game in Boston. Um, well, that's what I think. If I think Boston, I, if I'm going to be honest, I think Boston I think will win three straight. If the 2020, if the 2020 final or in, uh, the 2020 playoffs wasn't in the bubble, I don't think Miami would have beat Boston. Um, Boston loves playing at at home. There hasn't been, if my memory serves me correctly, I don't think there has been a a team in recent memory to beat the Boston Celtics at home uh, in an elimination game specifically since LeBron James did it back in 2018. It's like four sorry, years I mean, ago. When he had the mask game? Or the, yeah. The mask no, game no. Or in 2018. No, in 2018 when he – Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you, you Cleveland when he was still so in you, so, so you go from there. I mean, let's see. Uh, I'm thinking about his Miami, that Miami game where he – Yeah, that, that was a great game. Like, but, like, no one's beaten – no one's beaten – no one's beaten Boston at home um, in an elimination game specifically since LeBron James did in 2019 in game 70 uh, – 2018 in game 70 Eastern Conference Finals, right? Um, does that matter right now? No, but it just goes – like, Boston's always been a tough place to play in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I mean, Coach I mean, Coach Bo is fantastic. I'm not going to sit and act like he's not. He is, I think, the second-best coach in the NBA. Um, I think he is the second-best coach – third-best coach, excuse me, remaining of all the coaches in the playoffs. Um, I think that's for sure. Um, it's hard for him to be out-coached. I don't think he'll be out-coached. Um, but the Celtics will outplay the Miami Heat every stretch of the way. In every central imagination, they have better offensive firepower. I think they have. I think they will be better defensively once they get Marcus Smart and now Holford back as well. Um, because in Game One, we always knew it was going to go to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, um, and so that's very easy to game plan. Um, it's like with the Heat when they went against the Seahawks; they're only going to be going to Trey Young. Of course, you can swarm Trey Young home to under fifteen points three times in the series. That's easy. Um, of course, you can. Score. Right. Of course, you can swarm James Harden in the first two games without Joel Embiid, and then kind of swarm him somewhere because Joel Embiid's not himself when he finally gets back to the lineup. That's that's not a tall task. I think once you get Horford back in the lineup and Smart, now you have two more options that you can go to offensively that'll open things up for Pritchard and some of those other guys they relied on, especially in the sweep against the Nets, um, and especially as well in the in the semifinal series against the Bucks that went to seven. So they'll be fine. They'll win game two, and even if they don't, I've got them winning both games at home. Um, and if I had to bet on which team could steal a game on the road, it'd be Boston anyway. Um, so whether they win game two and three and four or win games three, four, and five, I agree with you. I have Boston winning three straight games at some point in this series. Yeah, and I, I'm honestly intrigued to see how Spolstra, if Lowry is good to go, how he's going to be utilized. I think not going to make a I, difference, honestly. Well, no, That's well, no, no disrespect I don't think to Kyle. I think he's actually going to be a hindrance on the court. Of course. I think he's actually going to be more of a negative to ha- having him play because I think with putting Vincent or Struess in the starting lineup, whichever one they have to take out, put Lowry in there, I think that's going to actually hinder their ability to be more effective on the defensive end. You could you could make that argument. I, I mean, I I, mean, I, I I don't see Kyle Lowry as a great defender. He's a decent defender, but Max Struess is not a great defender either, so you can't go there. But I think Gabe Vincent is a very solid defender for depending on who he's guarding, and I've seen that through him in this in this postseason. And another thing would be, how does PJ Tucker's ankle? React. He's gonna play after. Yeah. I know he's gonna play, but how is it actually gonna react? Because after having the the day off, 
You know what I mean? He'll he'll be fine. I think he'll his ankle will be back to what it what he's accustomed to it being. Kyle Lowry, I don't think it'll be a hindrance. I don't think Kyle Lowry's a needle mover. I don't think Kyle Lowry's gonna instantly move the needle all the way in no. the Heat's favor. Um because the points that he gives you, you can get elsewhere. Um Kyle Lowry isn't isn't a isn't a game changer offensively as far as producing points. I think Ola Depot fa- has to be can great. He facilitate well, that's not going to happen. I know um, it won't happen, but I think so that's what he, he has to be. The, if, the Heat have if too many ifs. If Oladipo. if Duncan Robinson has a good game, if Kyle Lowry, Duncan play, Robinson if ain't Oladipo, gonna play, and they if Victor Oladipo plays money, great, like there's too many. And Robinson will not touch the court. There's too many ifs for Miami for me, which is why it's just so easy to pick the Celtics. If Kyle Lowry does this, if uh, if Duncan Robinson does this, if Victor Oladipo does this, if Bam does this, if Struess in the bench and Tyler, like that's too many ifs. There's no ifs with the Celtics. Look, we know who Jason Tatum is. We know who Jalen Brown is. And it's not that we don't know who those guys are, but you got to put so many ifs. It's playoff time. You can't you have know all these ifs. You, you can know what you're going to get. At yeah, least it, It's just too many ifs. So, I mean, if the Heat win, would I be surprised? No, the number one seed in the East for a reason. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I, I think offensively that's what it's going to come down to is the offensive firepower and the Boston Celtics have them beat by a country mile. It's it's And you can book Jason Tatum having two great games in this series. Minimum. Of course. One of them will be on the road. Oh, easily. Either game to either game to tomorrow night or game five. I don't think mm-hmm, it's very mm-hmm. uh, easy here. All right, so let's jump. Uh, Warriors Mavs game the game will be tipping off. Uh, we're recording this now. It won't be out. This show won't be out till tomorrow. But uh, game tips in about twenty minutes. Uh, I I think we're both on the same page with the Warriors cutting down the nets, in in regards to winning the finals. But let's look at from a Mavs perspective because we both had Phoenix winning in the previous series. No, 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 no. Yes, you, you had did. Phoenix winning. You had Phoenix. I was on your show and you said Phoenix. I did you at the not. time. I oh had Phoenix God. winning. Did you, I did have, uh, you knowing you, I, you definitely on. changed your pick after like game four. No, I changed my pick after game two. I did. I changed my pick after game two. All right, people, just to give and you for some ver- clarification, and for I was ver- on his show. And you know, you were. I picked, picked I picked Phoenix. the Suns. I did. <laughs> But I, I changed my pick after game two, and you can go to Stezia Smith for verification because we had this conversation. I will be texting Dallas, tomorrow. That's fine. I'll, I'll text him right now. I'll text him right now. I'll FaceTime him and just give him the verification right here on the phone. <laughs> I it, it doesn't even matter. If he answers, he answers. If he doesn't, Stezia, answer the phone. But, like, listen, you look at the Dallas Mavericks. This game, this series could go seven games. And I'd enjoy every single – all seven of them. Um, I have Warriors I, six. Okay, well, you're a Warriors fan. You'd pick Warriors in four if you if you if you thought it would be an. Logistically, it would be an I am taking pick. them in six. That's Honestly, fine. Honestly, I wanted that's to give five, but I want to give Luca can get them two games without. Th- that's fine. I'm calling Steezy right now for verification. He's not going to answer the phone though because he's no, busy. He's I'm quite sure, and it's going to break my heart if he doesn't answer the phone. But in all seriousness, <laughs> though, like you, you, we we have to be honest here. The Luca Doncic is a superstar. He's the fourth best player in basketball today. You can make the argument that maybe he's the third best player in basketball today. I'm going to give him seven games. I feel like it'd be disrespectful not to. Steezy didn't answer the phone because he's busy. And then he's going to call me back four hours from now and be like, yo, bro, I'm sorry. I was just doing the show. Steezy, I love you if you're listening to this. But I told, I talked to Steezy about it. Um, it's fine. Like, it is what it is. I I, I, I changed my pick. You, you, yeah. you, it's just difficult. It's hard to bet against Luka. Um, 
it's not hard. No, it is. It's it's hard to bet against Luca. I think it's also hard why to bet you, against. Why did you change your pick though? Give me a reason. But from those first two games, that gave you the reason to change your pick. That, it was too I'm good to be actually, true. Okay. Because we saw this movie before. We saw the Suns jump out to a 2-0 lead against the Bucks, and then it just. So if it was a one-one split, apart. you would have went Phoenix though. No, if it was a one-one split, I would have. I would have. I would have one hundred percent changed my pick to Dallas. I was hesitant okay. to change my pick. To, I would have changed my pick regardless. Let's be. I, I would have changed Got my it. pick. Regard. I didn't like what I was seeing from Phoenix. Like I liked that they were winning the game. It just didn't look like Phoenix basketball. I thought it was going to bite him in the butt. Um, Chris Paul was not playing at Chris Paul standards in mm-hmm. the first two games of those Correct. series, and I just felt like eventually it would take. First of all, listen, Luca plays phenomenally. He plays even better at home. I knew this game was going to go at least six because I did have, no, I knew this series was going to go at least seven because I had Dallas winning all of the home games. It was just a matter of, can Dallas win one on the road? That's all this was a, a, a factor of is, was, could they steal one on the road? And after game two, what I realized was if the, if the Suns, specifically Chris Paul continued to play how they were playing, especially at home, there's no way the Mavericks can't win a game at home, on, on, in Phoenix. Um, if I'm not mistaken, all the home games were won and then Dallas got the job done. Uh, in Phoenix in game seven when it really mattered and didn't just get the job done. They, dude, I can't say the analogy that I use with my friends because this is a PG show, but the analogy that I use with my friends is not. Hey, no, it's fine. (laughs) Explicit, baby. We're cool with it. Let that, let that in out. We're we're not even gonna, it it gets a little dark. It gets a little dark. They, they, Luca, it gets a little dark, but Luca and the Mavs, they got, um, they they manhandled the Phoenix Suns. It was not pretty. Um, I can now kind of have yeah. a general idea of what you were doing. I can text you what I said. I won't say it on the airwaves just <laughs> to protect the integrity um, and the legitimacy of the final dot whistle sports podcast as it's listed <laughs> on Instagram. Um, but yeah, Luca, Luca, I think will win all four, all three games at home. And I think that'll be it. It's much harder to win a game in Golden State than it is to win a game in Phoenix, even think, though this actually, isn't the Golden I think State it's that we actually know. easier to win it now in Golden State than no, what think it so. used to be. I think it, no, I don't think so. Come on, man. I used to live there. I used to go okay, to the Okay, but you're Oracle, but baby. you but you yeah, see, but you you're giving me the arena analogy. There is not a person alive in the NBA, dare I say ever. And that is big talk, but I'm willing to back it up. I, I, you are hard pressed to name me aside from Michael Jordan, I would say, but even with Jordan, the Bulls kind of had a good thing going, you know what I mean? Like once they really got those championships rolling, that was more like a team thing. There is not, I think, in my personal opinion, and, and I can get slaughtered for this. I don't care. I got slaughtered by a several weeks. I saw it by several people telling us that we were crazy for saying that two is not going to be the starter by week five, and then they couldn't tell me why. So I don't really care. But there is not a person, I think, in the history of basketball that ignites their home crowd more than Steph Curry does. There is something about watching Steph Curry play in Golden State that makes the Warriors almost unbeatable on the at home in the playoffs it takes an all-time great player for them to lose at home in the playoffs i.e lebron james in 2016 mm-hmm. twice i.e kevin durant in 2016 before they blew their 3-1 lead with okc um Kawhi leonard <laughs> when they close out in game like it takes 
it takes an all-time great player to beat Steph Curry and the Warriors at home. Luka's fantastic. He's on his way to being an all-time great, I think. And I say if Luka retires, question. if Luka wins a chip this season and retires the next day, he's go, he's first battle Hall of Famer. But I agree. But I don't know if Luka by himself can beat the Warriors at home because it's not just Steph. It's Clay. It's Dre. It's Poole. It's Wiggins to a degree. It's Kevon Looney who's kind of figured himself out a bit over the course of these playoffs. So I'm going to just say that the Warriors are going to win in seven because I think they'll win all four home games. Similarly, though, I could see the Warriors winning in Dallas, but the guys around Luka play so much better at home, as they should. As all role players do in the playoffs, they play better at home. So I have it going 4-3. The Warriors win all their home games. The Mavericks win all their home games. But what I do know, though, is if this game, is this series does go seven, it'll be a much better game seven than the game seven we got on Sunday. That I know for a fact. Yeah. If either of these series go go seven, if either of these series go seven, the game sevens that we get from these two series will be much better than either of the game sevens we got on Sunday. I mean, the one in Boston, Miami. It can't be much worse. It can't. The one in Boston, Miami will be a defensive masterclass, and that'll be fantastic, especially in today's era of basketball. Oh, and you the bet one with the, Dallas. If you're a better, you Golden bet State the under be on that game heavy in that Boston, Miami thing. You bet oh, the under. You bet the under on everything. All the oh, time. Man, you always you bet the over. Come on now. I don't always bet the over. In bat, <laughs> I do always bet the over with basketball, at least. That's true. In basketball, you're That's always true. betting the over. I'm always betting the over in basketball. Man, I was so close to winning some good money earlier this this year in basketball. It's okay, though. It's fine. So who's who's your X factor for Dallas, then? Who's your X factor? For me, it's Spencer Dinwiddie. I think Spencer Dinwiddie finally showed up in game six and seven in the last series, and he's going to be the most important player if Dallas wants to beat the Golden State. Because I think they finally figured out how to unleash a little bit of Brooklyn Spencer Dinwiddie. Right, not just. Here's, here's another reason why I changed my pick up to game two. With the exception of Steve Nash, when you look at Jason Kidd, when you look at Tyron Lou, when you look at Steve Kerr, those are the three best former player ha- turned head coaches, in my opinion, in the NBA today. I, I, you, you can't name me three guys better at the head coaching job that once were players right now. Tyron Lou doesn't necessarily hail from the championship pedigree of a Steve Kerr, um, and neither did Jason Kidd. Um, and Jason, he obviously doesn't, you know, but the fact remains that those are the three best former players turned head coaches in the NBA today. Jason Kidd took game two. Did Jason Kidd, do I think Jason Kidd went into game two, games one and two against Phoenix with Dallas knowing they were going to lose? Of course not. But what I do think happened is given that they were one of the better teams at home, I do think that Jason Kidd was using those two games as a way to game plan for when they get back to Phoenix. And even over the course of the series, because I knew that Jason Kidd, I think, knew that Luca and the team were going to handle business at home in games three and four. I think we're going to see something similar here. Do Is it possible for Luca and the Mavericks to steal one on the road? I'm not going to count them out given the Luca that we've seen, given how great of an, given how much of an all time great uh, playoff performer Luca Doncic is. It's not so far out of the realm of possibility, but 
I'm going to, I'm going to, like I said, lend on the side of caution and saying, look, the Warriors are probably going to win game one. They're likely to win game two as well. Games three and four, though, we're going to see those adjustments. It's not just about game to game adjustments for Jason Kidd. It's not even just about series possession to possession just adjustments for Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd makes venue to venue adjustments. And there's not a lot of coaches in the NBA that does that. Jason Kidd will take whatever happened in games one and two on the road, and he'll use that as offensive and defensive game planning for games three and four and then stick to it. So much so that now he's going to have to force the other guy across from him to make those adjustments. And as much as I love Steve Kerr as a coach, and as much as he deserves to be one of the, was he top 15 coach of all time, I think is how they have him listed. I think he deserves it, but I don't think Steve Kerr holds a candle to Jason Kidd when it comes to in-game adjustments, when it comes to game-to-game adjustments, when it comes to situational adjustments. It's not that Steve doesn't make them. It's that Steve Kerr, number one, has a luxury of coaching Steph, Clay, and Dre. And Dre is the ultimate player's coach. Draymond makes a lot of the adjustments for the Warriors. And there's nothing wrong with that. But because of how how high of an IQ that Jason Kidd has, having been a point guard in the league, having played so long in the league, knowing what it takes to win a championship with the team that I've said to you before looks very similar to the team that he won the championship with, oddly enough, just 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at Jason Kidd, I think Jason Kidd is going to outcoach Steve Kerr. I think he will. Steve Kerr doesn't do much coaching because he didn't really have to because he's got the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. He has one of the greatest point guards of all time. He has one of the greatest uh, shooters of all the time. I don't think, I think, well, I think you could put Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is the top 10 shooting guard of all time. He's not top five, but he's definitely top 10, I think. Uh, They're both top five. You You think Clay Thompson is a top five shooting guard of all time? Oh, shooting guard? I thought you were talking about shooter in general. No, obviously he's a top five shooter of all time. I'm saying, now I'm talking position. I don't think Clay Thompson is a top five shooting guard of all time. You could make the argument. He's on that. You you could make an argument, sure. He's top 10 for sure. I'm not going to put him in the top five, though. Steph Curry, though, I think, is a top five shooting guard of all time, or point guard of all time. And it's amazing to me because he didn't even come into the league as a point guard, but whatever. Point is, I think Jason Kidd will outcoach Steve Kerr every second of this game. I think it's just going to come down to the fact that there's just a lot more offensive firepower, consistent offensive firepower for the Warriors, but it's going to be very interesting to me again to see that switch between games one and two and then game three specifically and see what adjustments uh, Jason Kidd has made as far as offensive game planning and defensive game planning. I have the Warriors. I've been married to this pick since three weeks before the season. Um, I'm not abandoning it. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Bandwagon till you till you go I'm down. Gonna lock, I'm gonna lock. I'm gonna lock on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lock this on. Is it's it's. I'm here. We are locked in. But Jason Kidd's coaching could send the Mavericks to the finals. And honestly, and I agree because I think he's been the best coach this postseason. We talked about this on your show. How I, yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't even think don't it's even, close. Yeah, and I and I love I love what been I, I, I love what's been going on with Ball. And I don't say his names. I don't want to mispronounce it. Because Udoka. Yeah, like as much as as great as he did, like what he did with, with Boston. It, so um, as great as, as as much as as great as Udoka's been with Boston through the through their run, Jason Kidd. To get out of the first round against a questionable jazz team is, is a questionable jazz team, but 
a playoff series win is a playoff series win, and you didn't have your best player for three of those games. I don't care how fraudulent the Jazz are. And you shut down arguably who had been the hottest postseason player in those previous two seasons. Yeah, like, and I don't, I don't care how fraudulent we think the Jazz are. If you have three games where the opposing team doesn't have their best player, you you win that series. There, there there is no excuse. No, no matter how fraudulent you are, you are supposed to win that series. So, so walk out of the first round with a with a series win without Luca with Luca only playing three games that series is incredible. To go on from that to then take down the reigning Western Conference champions in seven games, specifically holding them to one win in the last five games, insane. This has been, I think, one of the best head coaching performances we've seen in the playoffs in a long time, just because of the simple fact that when you look at when you look at what's happening, right? When you look at who's been getting the job done, right? You have Frank Vogel, you've you've had Steve Kerr all those times, right? You've got Nick Nurse, like. Jason Kidd's performance in this playoffs, depending on how it goes, especially if it ends up in a championship, I don't think it will, but especially if it ends in a championship, I think it's going to be, I think you could rank it as a top three head coaching job in the last 10 years. When you look at who won those championships, how they got there, who probably, was the head coach of those probably teams. Probably the best coaching job And you could probably say it's the best player. one. Probably the best coaching job since he won as a player. I still think, and I know that it was a lot of it. Obviously, we have to give that credit to LeBron and Kyrie. LeBron and Kyrie. I do still think, though, that I think I think Ty Lue in 2016 had a phenomenal head coaching job. Now, I know the Sun. I know the. We're talking about three yeah. one, right? Three one. Yeah, but and yeah. I, see, but I it, and again, you can get pushback on that obviously because the Cavs are the best team in the East, and so like they were expected to be to the finals, right? And I've been saying Greg a lot gets, over the past couple Greg of weeks. Suspended. Okay, well, that doesn't matter. And, and you know that doesn't matter. And we're not going to sit it, here. It's over in five if Dre doesn't get suspended. How many? <laughs> All right. No, no, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. No, no, let's. No, let's. Oh, Blaine. No, no, we're doing this. Blaine, let, let's act. Let, let's be sit. Let's get. Let's get rid of the warrior bias because I think you're speaking from your heart right now. There is no bias. Let's, listen, listen, listen. You haven't been close. Listen, let's. Be serious, Blaine Spencer. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Go talk. Just take over the show while I. No, listen. Correct me if I'm wrong. Kyrie and LeBron James went off in Game Five. Correct? Did they not? They did. Did they not have all-time great performances in Game Five? Yes. 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 You're telling me. Yes, I'm telling you. If You're Drake telling court, me because the Warriors if Drake, came out on. flat. You can I'm not yelling. I'm not yelling. I don't care. It's my fucking show. There's now you're cursing at me. Wow, buddy. Wow, <laughs> this is getting really hostile. Listen, they did come out flat. I'm not denying that. What I'm saying though is, Draymond Green's not going to stop LeBron and Kyrie from doing what LeBron and Kyrie did. I don't care how flat the Warriors came out. They could have came as they came. They could have came out as flat as a as a three year old soda. Draymond Green's not stopping LeBron and Kyrie from doing what they're doing. So, so okay. So, so, so let's take away the Draymond being suspended for one game. Let's say that let, let's say they lose that game anyway, which they did, right? Okay. He still played games six and seven. He still played games six and seven. I mean, game six wasn't even a game, so. Okay, but he was also in game seven. So even if I concede to you that the game five loss, you say, okay, they did lose game five because Draymond was there. I'll give you, 
I'll give you that. They lost game five because Draymond wasn't there, even though I don't believe that. They ruined their rhythm, I can give which affected you that. to how they played in game six. Two of the last three games were in Golden State. And we just sat here and said that Golden State's one of the best teams at home, especially in the playoffs. Draymond Green right. played in game six. Draymond Green played in game seven. So I don't want to hear the Draymond Green being suspended argument. And just to piss you off, even though I do believe it, just to piss you off, I'm going to take it a step further. Say with your In 2015, okay? Yes. 2015. And you know this. There's no denying it. Because we like to talk about injuries a lot. Okay? Not only did LeBron James go out there in 2015 and lead all scores, Kyrie and Kevin Love wasn't on the court yet. Exactly. We lose and that if series. they were there, they would that. have won that we chip. Lose, we lose so, that chip, but we would have won the next year. No. 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 No, we definitely no. lose that chip. I am I I am the a, Cavs, I am one the of the Cavs, most I am a not the Cavs were the best I am not bad. A okay, but the Cavs were the best not. team both years, were they not? Going into the finals, the Cavs were the best team both years. At 2016 year, the Warriors, the Warriors were arguably the greatest team the of all Warriors, time. The Warriors had the record. Yes, the Warriors had the record. But if we're talking about coming off a championship win for the for the Cleveland Cavaliers going into 2016 for the two for the for the back to back, 100 percent the Cavs would win that chip just like they did in 2016. And I'll take it a step further. If the Warriors, I mean, lose, we could put an asterisk on every season if we really wanted to. So, I'm, who's doing? Who's who's putting asterisks? I'm not putting asterisks on anything. I know you're not, but I mean, like, you could make the argument for every NBA season, depending on like an injury. No, you can't. Like, why? No, you can't. Last year, no, you, you put an injury for last year. If Kyrie Irving or James Harden are at least 100, Brooklyn. Oh, you're speaking yeah. of injury. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I was talking. Yeah, because I was talking about how. Yeah. Okay, injury. But I'm not putting. Kevin, I'm not putting. I'm not putting yeah. an asterisk on the championship of the championship. Yeah, like, it's not their fault. They have the, to, they still have to play the like game. If Clay it's, Thompson it's not their gets hurt in game six against Toronto, do they end up losing that game? No, there is a game seven. They might lose in game seven. They might lose in game seven, but they do not lose game six if Clay Thompson. They still lose out. the chip, and that's what matters. They still well, lose I, the I, chip. I agree. We can make that argument, but there at okay. least is the potential that the game actually occurs of a game seven in toronto and then all that okay well game seven in toronto is toronto's i don't care what anybody says you go back to toronto for game seven as hungry as that franchise was for a championship with Kawhi leonard playing how he was playing with kyle are playing how he was playing oh the toronto would won the championship in game seven 100 all right i mean we can make each year there's an injury that we could like make the argument that that team probably see see okay one injury is a Talking about two injuries. Two. Two. LeBron out there with Matthew Dellavedova. Going to be in Clay, Stephen, Dre. <laughs> let's, be, let's be serious. Matthew Dellavedova. No, no, no disrespect. We couldn't even know where Matthew Dellavedova is right now. <laughs> no disrespect to Matthew Dellavedova. I, I love I, I love Dellavedova. And if he happens Great to be listening. Great college player. Great college player. If he happens to be listening, listen, my name's Dwayne Marcus. You can call me. You can email. I won't drop my number. We would, you, we would, you, you would love me. to have you on the show. We will I would love <laughs> to see I don't know about that. I would love to have you on Go Talk with Marcus whenever you're free, Matthew Delavadova. You are a fantastic human being, but let's be serious. Let's be serious. Kyrie and Caleb is there. The Warriors win, the Warriors lose the chip in 2015. They lose the chip okay. in 2016. 
And without KD, they would have lost in 2017. So, Well, I mean, at, once we brought – honestly, as a Warriors fan, I mean, we're not going to talk about this much more. We're going to start wrapping up. But, like, I, I, w- I had never been, honestly, more disgusted that we actually got Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, well, uh, well, you shouldn't be because if you didn't get Kevin Durant, you wouldn't have won the chip in 2017. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I, Or 2018, I, if we're being those honest. Those two, I mean, I was Well, maybe you would have won we in 2018 because at that point, LeBron was just playing with a whole bunch of JV Was I happy players. to be champions? Sure. As a fa- from a fan, fan standpoint, from like a sports standpoint, it didn't make the games like competitive. Nah. We, we can go back and forth about that. The fact of the matter is there's no KD. The Cavs would have gotten hey, them back-to-back back that they should have had Honestly, the first Honestly, I've been a fan since, like, the Gilbert Arenas days and Antoine Jameson's. We were a very bad basketball team. Just us making it to the NBA Finals was in the competition. That's fine. So, I, I 100% agree with you, but point still remains. Hey, you can. You no can, KD in 2017 fine. is a back-to-back for Cleveland. No, you're saying three-peat then. Yeah, we're being honest. Yeah, LeBron would have got the three-peat that he, that he never got. Technically, no, yeah, it'd be a three-peat. You know how crazy it would have been would have been if LeBron won four championships in Miami and then went to go win four championships in Cleveland? Honestly, Eight straight he, chips, dude. Uh he should have won. I mean, this actually no. I think I think he should have walked away with seven. six. He should have won seven of the eight, I think. Maybe the six. Only one that I, on the only one it. that I looked at that he lost was the San Antonio series because San Antonio absolutely whooped. Well, he also lost in 2011. He because Dwayne Wade. Another one. Dwayne Wade was not healthy in that series. Yeah, so, so if we if we look at 20, I, I think the the only the only ones I look at and I say he should have lost was the one in 2011, and on and the one in 2018. So the ones on the 2011, ends. the one with against Dallas. I he that's the one he's admitted that he's never played worse in his entire. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. As if, if just looking back on, he deserved to lose that. Playing how he played, he deserved to lose that chip. True. Okay. But he okay. should have had the three peat in Miami. He should have had the three peat in Cleveland. He would have lost in the beginning and the end of both. Um, and I think he would have had six. And this whole goat nonsense wouldn't even be a discussion. He's already the goat, but whatever. Michael Jordan. Anyway. Uh, Marcus, I appreciate. Michael Jordan's not the greatest basketball player of all time, and I can't even. <laughs> yes, he is. But Marcus, I can't even begin <laughs> to sit here. We are not. And we are, articulate we're going to talk for another hour. If we how can. categorically false that is! Categorically false that is. Michael Jordan. The, this, this is this is what I'll say in the history of basketball. Okay. One guy, aliens come down to steal Mac, Max Hillman turns. Aliens are pointing the death beam at the earth, okay? Now, one guy, fate of the universe on the line in the history of basketball to save the world? You're picking LeBron James, and it's not even close. You can also make a legitimate argument that you take Kareem over Michael Jordan, if we're being really honest. I don't, but an argument could be made. Those are the three greatest players of all time. But LeBron, MJ, Kareem. That's the top three of all time. No matter MJ, the order LeBron, them, Kareem. That's disgusting that you think that. And I can't believe you. Actually, I can because you're old. We're not that much older than you, but old. <laughs> anyway, Marcus. Wait, wait. You're ta- wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Yes. Blaine, you were born in 96. What, ni- 96? So, so you didn't even get to. Your your most I saw fond, the old, I saw you saw, I saw Washington Washington Jordan. Jordan. Oh, okay. okay. But I used to, I used, 
I used to watch throwback games all the time. I, I bet. I bet you did. But um, I bet you did. Because I. It's fine. Because you know the Warriors were so bad, I had to watch '90s basketball. You had to watch something, yeah, uh, understandably so. Marcus, tell the people where they can track what's going on with you and what is coming up. Let the people know to help give you some followers and some in that regard. Well, if there's any of your any more of your followers that think that Michael Jordan is the goat, I don't ever want them to follow me. Um, because that's just category. Well, you, you just lost pretty much my entire following. But no, it's fine. You all guys can follow me. You're all wrong, but you all can follow me. Um on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok at GTP Marcus. Um, on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Go talk with Marcus. Uh, episodes have been out every day this week, literally Monday through Thursday. So um, just look me up. You'll find something. Um, the Bronze, the Goat, um, Warriors in seven, uh, Celtics in seven. Um, that's all I got. Marcus, my guy. And as always... This has just been filling in real nice. I actually like this. I'm gonna go shave after. Um, I'm gonna go shave after the show because it's starting to itch a little bit. I'm gonna just 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 bring it in just a little bit. Maybe maybe get rid of the bottom part and just kind of have like the the sheriff stash license or registration, please, ma'am. Yeah, maybe that will rock. Like, I don't know. I haven't decided, but yeah. I mean, that's a fair argument. Fair argument, Marcus. As always, I appreciate you coming on, my man. Love to have you on, as always. Um, this is Gerber Baby Blaine and Zoom Goatee Marcus signing off from the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. Enjoy your week, everybody. Stay tuned for more great Final Whistle Sports Podcast content. Enjoy your week.